When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome everyone, great to have you with us. Um, we are still wading through the response to our chat with Justin from the Rochester Footy Club and this is a, from one of Australia's largest insurance builders. Have you any idea how difficult our situation is? We're stretched and that is true. We need to acknowledge that I'm sure it is a challenge. It's just that sometimes... They can chase the premiums up no matter how stretched they are, Wisp. So- that is true, Gary. But the more I think about this, how can this happen in our country, in Australia? Like we saw what happened overseas, Turkey, the earthquake terrible, all the money that is going over there and all the support that's going over there. And we've still got people that have been affected really badly, as it's just been outlined by Justin, here in our own state. I mean, we shouldn't – it shouldn't happen. No, that point. I mean, been- people shouldn't be living in caravan-type accommodation – up there in this heat with – like, it, it, it just shouldn't be the case here in Australia. No, that point has been made um, really strongly too from our audience. Uh, I'm a local builder. I've got a small crew. I'm happy to provide some labour to get up there. That's from Grant. Um, just great. Anyway, we'll, we'll keep at it, but just back over the insurance companies. I guess I'm sure they're doing their best, we suppose, right. but um, we get a bit emotional about these things. Roger's in Hawthorne been waiting for a while. Gay, Rog? Good morning. Just a bit of a lighter note. Yep. You should be allowed to do a do-over when you let someone in in traffic and they don't wave a finger or anything to mm. acknowledge a thank you. Yeah. Especially mm. if they've got a Carlton sticker on their car. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Thanks, Roger. <laughs> Jesse Manor Lakes. G'day, Jeff. G'day, guys. Um, my wife and I went up to Rochester on the Australia Day weekend and um, we, we spent time at one of the pubs. There's got four pubs there and only one was open for lunch because the others have been so affected. Um, then we went down to the other one of the other pubs and had a drink. But w- what my concern is, is talking to a few of the locals and um, that there, that caravan city has to be out of Elmore in August. Right. Which, and their houses aren't going to be ready by August. So where are they going to go? After that, because and the reason they've got to be out by August is because the Elmore Field does. Yeah, well, Jeff, we don't know the I don't know the answer to those things. No. These are the challenges we can sit here in our comfortable studio and sort of bang the table. But I'm sure that logistically there's some nightmares. I spoke to Dave Williams only two or three weeks ago about all this, and it's the water situation, releasing water from different you know, catchment areas. Right. Like this is at a whole different level. With that's their biggest issue up there. Um, and okay, I don't profess to know enough about it to talk at, um, at great length, but that's their issue about where the water comes from and when you release it, yep. whether or not it's pre- preventable, some of the issues. And lads, uh, I don't have any social media, Facebook, et cetera, and I'm not that IT savvy. Are the Rochi details on your website? That's from Paul. We'll put them up there on our website yeah, and uh, we'll make it as easy as we possibly can for people to assist in some way. So thank you to all those people that keep sending text messages in. There's a lot of support out there. Hey, Peter Bowl, let's just whip through a few of these things as we as we get back yeah. into the swing of things. This was a huge story. Massive um, sporting name in this country for the, all sorts of reasons, for the, um, uh, the inspiration that he is, 
for for his community and for us as a country to see him perform in on the athletics you know, track and yep. be world rated. So a positive A sample for EPO back in October, which became public. I, I'm just reading stuff today. Yep. Why it become why did it become public? That would seem to be the most contentious issue. Some are suggesting, well, he was about to be named the Australian Young Australian of the Year mm. and how it would have looked if he was then. Anyway, he did. And yesterday the B sample came back and it did not this is what I'm reading. It mm. didn't confirm the A sample, which says it's not negative, but it's inconclusive. What, what, if, if this is, are we not rose-coloured here at times, though? Do we look at these through our rose-coloured Australian glasses and go, oh, this is, a, you know, I would think on the surface anyway, the little I know about it seems to be a bit of a travesty, but if it was an overseas athlete, wouldn't we just be going, oh, yeah, sure. Probably, yeah, probably, and we have and uh, hasn't made news here at all when it's happened overseas. But his lawyers saying that they're furious, okay, about the A sample being released right. right before the B sample and now, though, it is not the end of the story. This is the thing we probably need to underline here because you and I don't know a lot about this sort of stuff, but it was an atypical finding and it's not the same as a negative test. So the B sample was atypical, but it's not the same as a negative test. It requires further investigation, which will take place by WADA and their people, but his provisional suspension has been lifted by Sport Integrity Australia, which... I guess means that he can start training again, which he's been unable to do. Yeah, and he's been vehement in his you know, defence and and you know, claims that he's never touched you know, all all the things that we've heard before. To be honest, yeah. But yeah, you know, we look at him and go, we want to believe him. Of course, we want to believe him. He's one of ours, and he's, he's great. He's doing great, great things, but. Where does it leave him? Is this does it normally happen? Does an A sample normally get released publicly around the world? Um, Are we moaning about something? Well, that happens to according other to his according to his lawyer, he says this would never happen in America. Right. Okay. So he's got an American lawyer. His lawyer is saying that this would never happen in the states. But we had um, we had somebody send a text message in earlier regarding the horse racing industry, and they said that this is the way that they operate, which is very similar to the way that this is all unfolded too. So I don't know the answer to your question. I don't know, but. Listening to people speak about this this morning is, apparently doesn't happen in the States this way. Where do you see Ken Hinckley and the Port Adelaide Footy Club? So the story out today, he's right. entering his 11th year, mm. last year of a contract. Yeah. Played two prelims back to back and then missed altogether last right. year. Right. Like, he, didn't, he didn't lose a final. They missed the finals. They missed the finals, yeah. yeah. And, and you can bang the table and go, oh, we're, you know, yeah. it was they a were a good team. They were a really good team. They missed the finals. But they missed the finals, yeah. They got off to an awful start, though. Well, Remember their start last year? They lost the first five games. 100%. But they missed the finals. No, no I understand that. But you got to you put things into perspective and say, okay, they missed, they missed that, okay. Over the journey, they've been a pretty good team under Ken Hinckley, but he is in the final year of a contract. He's been there for 11 seasons. One would think that they have to make a prelim final, win a grand final for him to remain as the as the coach. And according to the age, he and David Kosh and the board mm. have all agreed that there will be no decision made one way or the other. Mm. There'll be no extension. There'll be no chopping off at the knees until August, until the end of the year. Do you believe that? Um, no, because there'll be pressure that will be applied from external. Uh, doesn't matter, they say. No, but, well, well you know, yeah, I know you're saying that, but we know that it does matter because everyone has the good intention of saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. But then when the pressure comes and uh, a side's not winning games and they're not meeting their expectations, the club and the board's expectations, then people make decisions and things change. We know that. They're doing the right thing now. They're saying the right things now. And it seems to be a really mature way that they're going about it. But all that can change if they start to fall off the cliff. 
What and what do you think would need to take place for Ken to get an extension beyond his eleventh year? Uh, well, they'd need to perform really well. Like they'd need to make a grand final. I so think grand final or bust. Well, you got to take into consideration yeah, all the it's a, it's things that may happen during the course of the year. They may have. A horrendous run with injury, all that sort Even of stuff. Even if they do, Tim. Even if they do. When you're in your 11th year, you need to be finishing prelim or better to, well, get, to you, go around again, I think. That you, be my yeah, you're, you're saying that, but I'm saying that if they – and they do their due diligence, right, and they interview the – and they understand the way that the club's operating and they still believe in him – as a coach and the players believe in him as a coach and the football manager believes in him as a coach and the CEO does, they make that recommendation to the board, then you can still stay on as coach even if he doesn't win well, the flag. Don't, Only one team's going to win the flag. History says they don't. Well, you history – too many coaches go into their 12th year without a premiership at one club. No, that's true. That's true. But if they believe they still have a good coach, a strong coach – and somebody who is delivering the message and the message is getting through to the players and they perform and they finish in the top four, then... Top four, probably. There's can, no reason you have to sack him. No, but he'd have to be you'd have to be right in contention for a premiership yeah. for him to go again. And this is not a knock on Ken. This is not saying Ken can't coach. But he's 11 well, years... Well, he's proven that he can. When you've been there for 11 years, you're next... And this is why they're not rushing to re-sign him, which I think is a great thing. And this mm. is not... this. I think the club and the coach have both got the right attitude here. I think they've both arrived at the same point. We need to be we need to be damn close if not winning a premiership. Mm. We need to be absolutely close for us to re-enter because then it might be just the right time for Ken and Port to go. Yeah, no, that's true too. Which is absolutely fine. And he might be happy to move yeah, on too. Yeah, which is I think great. I think that, But I your think point that, about the pressure that'll be applied is real. Well, I think this is what they're and saying. And things can change along the course of the year. Yeah, but in this article, I think this is, this, is, this is what I'm trying to get to. I think they – well, how would I know? I'm only reading from afar. But it would appear to me that they are both really comfortable with where they're at to say, right, we know where we need to be for mm. me to be a coach again. So let's yep. not – we don't have to revisit anything. No. Let's just wait till August. It might be as obvious as a nose on your face that we need to part because we're not contending or not close enough to contending – or if we're in the top four, the top two, it looks like we're going to go again. Well, yeah, maybe. But I think it, I think they're both on exactly the same page, which I don't think's always been the case at Port. Well, today they are. Yeah, but there's not much can go wrong for them to be off the page. Tim. No, that's what I'm saying. Today they're on the same page, but yeah, but this in is, six in six months' time they may be on completely different pages. But right now they're handling this in a really mature way. No, no sorry, no. What am I? In six months' time. They'll still be on the same. This, this is where I'm getting at. I think they'll still be on the same page. It's a real easy page to stay on. No, you're saying that, but I'm saying this: that if if the if they were say two and eight, right after ten games, then he's gone. That's what that's what same I'm saying. Page. They're, no, they're, they're no longer on the same page no, at that stage. No, no he might on, get no, no. He might get sacked at two and ten. But he would know that. So the, he would know exactly where he's going. So that same part, he's on the same page yeah, as them. Yeah, but aren't you saying that they're going to stick around with him until the end of the season? Yes, because it, it, it's, it's... And why I'm saying, okay, right now they're saying that they're going to stick around with him at the end of the season. After their 2-10, and 10, they'll be saying to him, okay, we're just going to expediate that. We're not going to stick around to the end of the season. We're going to part ways now. Yeah. That changes. Well, well I think in this instance, wouldn't they say at their 2-10, and 10, they go, clearly, uh, Kenny, we're not going to... 
reappoint you next year. So we want you to coach out at the end of the year and we're going to commence our search for our next coach immediately. But mm. you know that. There's no cloak and dagger behind the shelter. What, what do you say, yeah, Travis? Yeah, okay. But this, we saw this last year with uh, Leon Cameron. Like we thought that yes. they had a mature relationship, the yeah. club and Leon. Yeah. He was going to go to the end of the year and then they were going to make a decision. Well, what happened? Yeah, they stunk it up. Early. Exactly. And so they, I can see, you can see the same thing happening at Port if it went yeah. awry. But they'd still be on the same page. This is my point. If, 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 he, if he went after – like you'd say Leon and the Giants were on the same page. The Giants said, look, well, this is not going to extend beyond next okay. year. And Leon said, yeah, you're dead right. So you want to go now? Yeah, let's go now. Okay, they're on the same page. <laughs> but I don't reckon – anyway. Okay, the Brisbane – Port Adelaide haven't always been that in that sense. So I no. think they're in a great place as a club. They're very clear on what needs to happen for Kenny to coach beyond this year, and let's get into it. Okay. Dane Zorko, were you surprised that he stepped down, made that announcement yesterday, that he would not be the captain again this season? I'm surprised it took until four weeks before the season started for him to either arrive at that decision or have him been tapped on the shoulder by uh, Fags and the group and said, listen, probably time. Okay, you can take this at face value and say, okay, he arrived at that decision, or you can take this and you can think, okay, well, the best way that they can manage this as a club Mm is to do it the way that it was done yesterday. And for him to come out and make a statement, Fags to come out and say what a great captain he was. Why did they wait? Well, that's a very good question. That is a very good question. Why wait until now? Yeah, that's my point. Why, if you're why? the captain, you just roll over and say, okay, well, the players have decided that you're the right bloke to captain us going forward. He's 34 years of age, by the way, Dane Zorko. Exactly the right decision It's a great. Oh, I would think so. I would think if, you know, if they're building what they believe they are building, that they should have great leadership at that club. Yeah. And number, a number of players capable of stepping up and being a skipper. Who will, captain, who will captain the Brisbane Lions into what looks to be a really exciting year for them? Um, Brownlow medalist? Well, he looks like the obvious from the outside, but would you have appointed, from the outside, your view of the Adelaide Crows, would you have appointed Jordan Dawson? Uh, well, if you talk to the Sydney Swans, they would say, yeah. I, I didn't know, but they say, mm. yes, screams leadership. Yeah, if you talk to people inside the club. Yeah. But as an observer of football from no. the outside, you wouldn't immediately Probably. think that Jordan Dawson was going to be the captain. So my point to that is you don't really know unless you're working inside a football club, mm. those players that exhibit the leadership week in, week out and are the leaders within the groups. But if you had to put the crispy uh, stamp on one, who are you anointing? Oh, the same one you would yeah, yeah, like from the outside. Hey, Eddie Jones, the Wallabies coach, is going to join us at about 7.40, so it'd be good to have a chat with him. Hawthorne, uh, a big re-signing, a big re-signing. It's going to be, it's embargoed. We know who it is until 7.30, and then the player's going to join us at about 8, so we'll have a chat with him. Question without notice, your calls and text messages. Jimmy from Maribyrnong, before we go to a break. Hey, Jimmy. G'day, boys. Welcome back from your sabbatical. Thank you. Um, just a quick one. Just wanted to flag, today's a, a significant milestone. It's 10,000 days since Carlton won their last premiership. Just thought I'd put that on the agenda. Nice of you, Jimmy, to do that. For the uh, Carlton faithful out there, they'll appreciate that as they head to work. Breakfast with Gary and Tim. Oh, we've still got a big uh, test series underway. Australia beaten Bangladesh, by the way, in the T20 World Cup over there. Did it really comfortably. Um, this is the women's T20. Second test starts Friday, I reckon. There's So what's it going to look like? So they've flown over Kuhneman, who's a left-arm spinner. Right. right? So they want some variety. Murphy and 
and Naif, both bowl right arm off spin. Right. Left arm from Kuhneman want to mix it up a little bit because, the, you know, the pitchers have been doctored for their left arms, all that sort of stuff. Mitchell Stark's also expected to be available and also Cameron Green's expected to be available. How, how are they going to fit them all in with Pat Cummins as the – so assuming Pat Cummins plays, he's a captain, right? This right. is the, one of the little issues uh, when you have a captain. No, no, no. Hang on. I've just got to pull you up on that. You're saying assuming the captain plays. Yeah. Are you suggesting that no, the no. captain gets I'm, dropped? No, I'm reading in the paper today exactly that. That this is a debate. Could the unthinkable happen with um, with the skipper, right? So, if you want to play three left armers, like mm. if you oh three three spinners, mm. including the the Kuhneman, the left armer, right? And you want to bring in Stark, and you, you want, want to bring, bring in Stark and Green, then Cummins doesn't play. That can't happen. Can that it? can't happen. I can't see a world in which that happens. But they want Mitch Stark to play because he bowls left arm, which means. Mm. The foot, you know, his foot marks then are perfect for the off spin of Nathan Lyon, so they don't need him to play. They need Cameron Green to play because he gives them the option of both bat and ball. And they want to play, and he can't drop Todd Murphy, old Harry Potter, who took seven wickets <laughs> on debut. What do they do then? What do they do? What, no, I'm asking you, what do they do? I don't know. They have to play Cummins. They cannot not play Cummins. No. The skipper. So, Pac- so Green doesn't play then. So Mitchell Stark doesn't play. Or Mitchell Stark doesn't play. Who's provides, you know, who. Can on those wickets, though, is he going to hoop the ball and reverse swing and provide the footmarks for the off spinners? What would you do? <laughs> that's that's what I'd do. What answer that's is what that? I, that's what I'd do. <laughs> tough one. <laughs> <laughs> it's too tough. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that question. What do you think? I want to ask you this question. What do you think Essendon should do about Dyson Heppel? Right, so. I thought Dyson Heppel was finished as captain. I thought that he actually said, okay, I'm moving on a skipper yep. and that they were going to find a replacement. Then last week, late last week, we learned that, okay, he's very much still in the frame. They had their team photo taken and he had he was positioned where the skipper normally sits in was the he? team photo. Yes. Was so he? Can, are you now believing that Dyson Heppel will still be the captain of it? I saw an interview with Brad Scott, you, which you very generously left this question for others. Um where he said if he if he wants to be the captain, then he'll probably be the captain. That's what Brad Scott said. I th- I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Have we got that anyway? Well, he said that on Friday. Yeah. He, he didn't say exactly that. Didn't he? he I, no, I not exactly. He didn't say exactly what did that. He say? But he didn't rule him out being the captain either. Did where he not? I thought that Di- – I don't know why I thought this, but I just assumed that Dyson had actually ruled himself out as being the captain. I did too. And I think it, you know, like he—he he is a great clubman. I don't know whether you know much about Dyson Heppel, but uh, he wins the best clubman type awards year after year because he's very sensitive and very empathetic towards people, that type of thing, and he's love within the dressing room at Essen. Mm. Having watched him play, and this is purely on watching him play, mm. I would think he's reaching that period of his twilight of his career yeah. where he's not necessarily going to be a walk-up start certainty to be in the team. So that's why I thought that, okay, they were moving on and, you know, they're going to find another leader, whether it was going to be a singular leader or whether it was going to be dual captaincy, whatever it was going to be. Yep. I agreed. I thought that... that I mean, you've watched him play. Yeah, no, I thought he's Do you think I've summarised that accurately or not? I do, because there was a time where he didn't look like he's a walk-up start to be in their best 18, right? Yeah, and yeah. it happens. Look, it happens to everybody. Like you does. get to a point in your career where you know you're no longer one of the better players, and uh, somebody else takes your place inside. So that happens. But 
I don't know whether you can go into a season. I think you'd need to think long and hard about the fact if you're going to name your captain, they would they would have to be somebody that you consider is a walk-up start to be playing when they're fit each and every week. Yeah. So Do you agree with that? Well, is that not Zach Merritt? Well, it could be Zach Merritt. It could be Mason Redman. It's Zach Merritt. Who's considered a real leader as well. Well, like, yeah, I wouldn't. From the outside, it would appear that Zach Merritt, who flirted with the leadership and then was bounced out and then went and did some work on himself, came back, played great footy, um, sort of get a better understanding of what leadership's all about, looks to me like he is the mm. nat- natural leader of, That's that, right. of that group. That's right. And you're and now would be a great time with Ian Brad Scott. Yeah. And I, I, when, when I spoke to Brad, he didn't rule out the idea of having dual captains either. And I thought, well, maybe they don't see somebody necessarily as having, you know, all the. That's what that message would be sent if they go with dual captains. Yeah, but you know, clubs have done this successfully in the past as well. I mean, the Sydney Swans have, you know, oh, they love it. Yeah, they've often had uh, dual captaincies. It's an interesting one. Well, um, give us your thoughts on who should be the captain of the Essendon Football Club. City Power Supply and Powder Homes in the CBD and inner suburbs. It's currently 13 degrees. We're heading for a hot one today, 32. I think it's three days in a row of the 30s. Um, Eddie Jones is the Wallabies coach. Looking forward to the whisk going head-to-head with Eddie and talking all things rugby. Rugby. Big World Cup coming up. It's a massive year. It's a massive year. We're off to South Africa, then Argentina, then we've got to go See, and play New Zealand, done. and then we've got to go to the World Cup in September in France. I asked for Brad Scott on his comments on Dyson Heppel, and uh, our man Brooksy has delivered. Oh, we've, we've said all along that Dyson Heppel is our captain, um, and, and that will remain. Um, up until you know, we go through our process, and you know, I suspect that there's a, a strong likelihood that that'll still be the case. You know, I, I couldn't be more impressed with Dyson Heppel. I've admired him from afar for a long period of time, uh, and he's led this club through quite a challenging period um, in his career. So he's been super impressive, and you know, if he wants to continue as captain, then I suspect that's what will happen. I knew I heard that. So that is as strong as endorsement as you're going to get. Mm, now, Dyson said, might turn around to say to Brad, nah, listen, I think my time's up, which yeah. is fine. But that's as strong an endorsement for a captain as you're likely to get without actually saying he's the man. Yeah. Well, at some point, though, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be honest about your own self and where you think you're at at your career and whether you're not that, whether or not you believe that, A, you can fulfill your role in the team and then you can take on the added responsibility of being the leader of the club as well. Yeah. And he's in, obviously, he's in the best position to evaluate that. Um, and we speak, you spoke about mul- the possibility of multiple captains. You did with him, is what he had to say on that. Uh, in, in a perfect world, but uh, in a scenario where you, know, you have very different styles of leadership that potentially complement each other, I, I think it can work. And you know, the Swans, for, for example, have shown that it can work. Um, but yeah, if, if if pushed in one direction, yeah, I, I, I favour the, the standalone captain. Can I just say, when I interviewed him at no point, because we talked about this a bit, like it was more than one question I asked him about oh, leadership. No, I saw it. I saw you dominate the interview. Well, no, you didn't. I did. I saw it on the television. There was more shots of you than him. Clearly, we didn't use all of the vision or all of the audio from Brad. Yeah. But at no stage did he pull me up and say, look, we've got a captain. We've got Dyson Heppel. You know, he oh, is the man so that's going to- you're adding be- some, bi- some un- unseen context. 
Well, that's why I was so surprised to hear what he had to say oh, late th- last week. I think you're narky. You, you oh, no, 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 no. Don't even go down that track. Okay, don't go down that track. I know you're being <laughs> mischievous. I'm about to launch into a podcast with you after the show today. Well, we're going to talk about other stuff and more stuff detail that. about other stuff there. Yes, we can. Right. But at no stage did he say, look, we've got a captain oh. and uh, Dyson Heppel. Is the unless he comes to me and says he doesn't want to be the captain, he's going to be our captain. 